Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, and this week I spoke with Koss Marte, who is the founder of Conbody. Now, Conbody takes our concept and internal goal for the first quarter of the third year of We Got Goals of community and really drives it in a whole new direction. Koss was incarcerated, as he will tell you all about on this episode. And while he was inside the prison system, he learned a lot about what he wanted to do outside. He created a fitness formula that helps people to work out with just their body weight, but it also creates a way for those who were once incarcerated to find jobs on the outside too. You'll hear from Koss as he speaks through how he ended up back in the prison where he once was incarcerated, but on the other side, helping people to learn about finding jobs and to learn how to be trainers once they were out. I can't wait for you to hear this week's episode as I speak with Koss and he tells you all about his big goals. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not This is Gina Anderson Cohen, and we are here on an episode of We Got Goals. Today, I'm speaking with Koss Marte. How are you doing today, Koss? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, just running around the city. (laughs) So, Koss, you're in New York. Um, I'm recording from Chicago, and I'm so excited for you to join me today because you are famous in my world uh, (laughs) of fitness. Perspective. I, I remember the first time I heard of the business that you started, it was on a podcast that I love, um, the startup. So before we get into sort of the two big questions that we asked on We Got Goals, uh, can you walk me through uh, your business and how it got started? Yeah, so the business was um, basically derived from my prison experience. Uh, so I went into prison uh, for running a crazy drug operation and I was sentenced to seven years in prison. And when I went inside, that's when I found out I had a whole bunch of health issues. Uh, doctors in prison told me that I could probably die of a heart attack. If I continued living the life I was living, my cholesterol levels were like through the roof, uh, high blood pressure. I was placed on medication. And, and basically I, I took that and really started just self-motivated myself to start moving. And I went to the prison yard, started running laps, um, you know, started doing calisthenic workouts right in my prison cell. Eventually, I, I lost 70 pounds in, in six months uh, just u- utilizing my own body weight. And and then afterwards, I, I, start, I started catching the eyes of other inmates, uh, and I helped over 20 inmates who's over 1,000 pounds combined. But... Uh, it was not until the end of my incarceration when I ended up in solitary confinement that I thought about, you know, creating a business behind uh, fitness and, and the experience that I had while I was incarcerated. And it was not the first time I was in that place or or incarcerated. I was in and out of the jail and, and prison system since I was 13. So, um, for me, it was it was a revolving door. I went in nine times and. Afterwards, I I basically said, I, "This is this. I'm done with this, and I, I needed another way out. And fitness was the opportunity, and Combody was the idea that I came up with while I was in solitary confinement. 
So that solitary confinement experience, I have, I've heard you describe that and what it's like. Not many humans have, I, I guess at this point of your life, you could call it an opportunity, uh, an opportunity to sit with their thoughts for that extended period of, of time. Um, and out of that, you ended up with this opportunity that now you're also serving to other people who have been incarcerated. Isn't that right? Exactly. Exactly. So you employ other people who have been in jail. Um, and that that is often the, the biggest um, sort of challenge once you get out of jail is how do you keep from reoffending when you can't find a job? Yeah, and I think that's that's the one of the biggest things uh, and reasons why people reoffend is, is uh, just out of desperation. Um you know, and, and it's usually a financial reason or an addiction that, that falls into their lap and, and then it becomes a financial issue. And, and then out of desperation, they'll do something against the law and, and they end up back in the system. And that's been basically my, my situation and going back and forth, you know, being released. Uh, it's just really hard to adapt, uh, really hard to find a community. And then finding employment is... It's almost impossible. So I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you, but I also want to make sure that we get into uh, the topic of your goals, because I'm sure that the questions I want to ask you will come up through that too. Yeah. So Koss, um, can you tell me about a big goal that you've accomplished, why it was important to you and how you got there? So I, uh, when I was released from prison, I did this entrepreneurship program called The Five Ventures. And it was like an incubator for people coming out of the prison system to start their own businesses. And uh, at that time, they make you pull out a goal sheet. And I remember just like writing uh, stuff that I wanted to do. And, and I just thought that it was probably almost impossible to reach. But I, I, yeah, I just wrote them down. Um, and I basically, I just wrote stuff like, I remember writing after I met the CEO of Guilt. Um, I don't know if you remember Guilt. Sure do. Yeah, Alexandra. And so she came and spoke and, and, uh, she was very motivational to me and, and she spoke about her optimism and how she started, you know, leaving flyers and, uh, and like hotel lobbies and, and in the bathrooms and, and how hard she just hustled and just kept thinking that this was going to be huge. And, and it became, you know, incredibly big. Um, but I remember her just saying, you know, just wanting to be on her platform. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I don't know, there's like, you know, berries and like all these like soul cycle and you could buy like packages or like, you know, huge small boutique fitness companies that, you know, I was like, I'll get there one day, maybe, you know, I just wrote it. I was like, I want to be on the guilt platform, which was like a deal. And then eventually I got her contact and, and you know, it took a while, but I got on there and, it, and it, we sold, you know, large amounts of uh, packages through there. But that was just like one go. And then I remember, I remember just saying, I want to train like a hundred people in one setting in a big space and just teach a class. And I thought like a hundred people was insane amount and i and and now like i've i've had opportunities to train 500 people in a huge audience uh, on a stage and share my story and and then go around the world you know and, and get off parole 
Uh, parole was a big one that I thought I would never uh, reach because I was I was stuck in in the system since I was like 13 and could never really travel or experience any like even my sister who lives in London and has been over there for 15 years I I never got to see her place um, or or see her for a very long time uh, so that was that was a goal of mine. And now not only are you traveling your opportunities to create business are traveling too so you're not stuck in one place your business is also sort of free so where where do you see con body going now that you're free uh i mean my goal is now is to work on opening up a couple more studios franchising um increase the, the web platform base in terms of like people working out with us online and on-demand workout videos uh so i want to i want to blow that up and, and take that to the next level today we have over 70 franchise requests around the world uh and like just got back from australia and uh they're looking to franchise out there and, and bring it to brisbane and sydney and melbourne and so i would not i mean it took me that was another goal of mine was to like go to australia one day which i thought it was impossible because they don't let people with criminal histories in very easily and um that became a reality after like a two-year process in trying to get into the country. Wow. So going back to you being on the Guilt platform, uh, so when you went from the incubator after you got out of prison and you were working through the goals to make Con Body a business, how long did it take from the moment you sort of set that goal to when you were on the Guilt platform? I think it took about a year uh, or like a year and a half or so. And then they, and the funny thing is like, they was like uh, approaching me to put it on a platform continuously. And then I just like ended it and they just keep hitting me up like, Oh, let's do something else. You know, let's get you back on here, blah, blah, blah. And I, I started just like denying it because people were playing like full price now. And why would I cut the margins off? And, and give them a percentage now. So I guess it, the, the the ball was in my court at that time, but it, it took me about a year and a half. Yeah. And I also want to talk about sort of the trajectory of your business in this time too, because when, when you got out and Con Body was an idea, you originally started training people in the park. Um, mm-hmm. So how, how long did it take you to go from training in the park to opening your studio and when did you sort of set your sights on a brick and mortar location? Uh, so I, I mean, that was a, a huge goal of mine was to open up my own space and, and create uh, the space to look like a prison. So that, that it took me about two years, I think almost, almost three years um, since I was released and started doing it in the park and then eventually, after like a year working out in the park, I started doing stuff in the park and also like renting ballet studios. Uh, then we eventually started subleasing space behind um, a preschool, which we went in there and told them like we we're just going to do like some like yoga Pilates type of boot camp. And I didn't describe any like prison stuff. And when they found <laughs> out that it was like a whole like prison style workout, it was like the mom started saying like, Oh, we, you know, a lot of ex-cons to come here, blah, blah, blah. And 
it became a whole issue, but we we uh, lasted there with the complaints for about a year and a half, and then eventually opened up our own location uh, on the exact same corner where I sold drugs at and and got locked up at a couple of times. But it went it went to a full circle, and and it was not easy finding a space. I mean, it was I got denied so many times. The landowners just thought I was just crazy, you know. And it's so interesting to hear you talk about building the foundation of the business too, uh, because I, I think one thing that I heard come through when, when I heard your story first was just how much of a an entrepreneurial hustler you have always been from creating uh, when you were running your first business, the drug business, creating your own marketing materials and using text messages. What has changed about your entrepreneurial spirit as you've as you've built this iteration of your business mind? I think uh, along the way you just start learning, um, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's what's just I mean, learning from all the mistakes that I've had throughout building the business right now. And so, I, uh, you know, in the beginning, it was just like I, I had no idea about social media like that. Like I didn't think it was. You know, the next wave and the next marketing tool. My whole mentality was, you know, stuff that I did back in the day when I was selling drugs. I made, you know, business cards. And it just continued growing from there when I was just like hustling on the streets. And so I, I basically, you know, when I came home, I took the same tactics that I was like hustling back in the day with. I made 10,000 business cards, postcards. Uh, and just started nonstop asking on the subway and like stopping people on the streets, running next to people and starting conversations and just like nonstop spreading the word. I mean, when I went in, it was just MySpace. And so, you know, to come out with like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or, you know, all these social media handles were like, it's just a whole new world for me. Um, I, I didn't really understand that it was a good way to put myself out there until you know i started just uh, adapting and learning and watching like self-taught like youtube videos on how to write a proper email you know how to do basic things that that i look at today as like super easy and i I knock it out right away but coming out i it was it was frustrating to readapt having everybody just being consumed by technology um and that was not the that was not the factor when I when I went in. Yeah, a lot changed in that time too. From like the the scope of the technology we carry in our hands to how how much we are just always on. Uh, that's interesting to hear how you had to pick it all up again. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear about how Conbody. Well, Conbody is an incredible brand that's been written up in all sorts of publications across the world, people know the brand because you built something really special. And the other side of it is what you're doing in the prison. Can you talk about that a little bit and how that goal sort of shaped itself? Oh, yeah. That was a crazy opportunity because um, so I was, I was with the Five Ventures. The Five Ventures, it became family to me. They were a huge support system. You know, they helped me gain my family trust back. Um, and, and so after I graduated Defy, they, they give you like an MBA, Baylor diploma, um, 
And so I went through the program and then they began asking me to like go out and speak and advocate for the program and get more participants, get more donors and stuff like that. And so I had the opportunity to go to New Orleans to attend and speak at the American Correctional Association conference. And it's basically all the wardens from all around the country, from pretty much every oh prison to go to one setting and it's like hire out cops and all this other stuff. And and when I went to go speak, we had like two people sitting in my room with like maybe 200 seats that, that needed to be filled. And, and I was like, fuck, like nobody's here. Everybody's going to filling up the other rooms. And I'm like, you know, I need to do something. So I went, I had like these like defy water bottles and like these stress balls, the squeeze balls, whatever they call them. And so I, I took that, like that marketing material that I was supposed to hand out and started going into other people's rooms and like whispering in other people's ears and be like, don't go over there. Come to my room. Uh, I'll give you a free water bottle. And I started joking around and like going up to people and saying like, you know, that just, you know, you're going to go to sleep during this talk. This shit is bad, boring. Come to my room. And so I, I gathered like 56 wardens um, in my room. And I remember that that number because uh, the, the, the five program told me if if you could get more people in here, they, they'll uh, they'll give me like two dollars per head or something. And I was like, I went around and I got 56 people uh, and made you know, a hundred and whatever, 12 bucks off of that. Uh, (laughs) And so, and so I got them in the room and I shared my story and it was the first time these people have like really listened to somebody that's been incarcerated and they've never had anybody that's been incarcerated speak at that, at that event. And so they, they heard my story, heard the perspective of me growing up and, uh, deprived community and and having limited resources which led me into you know following the wrong footsteps uh and, and they started really understanding why I did the things that i did which were not i'm not saying it was acceptable but they understood my, my pathway and uh, the deputy commissioner of rikers island was there uh, and he was like he handed me his card he was like look it i want you i want you into rikers island and then that's uh I think the warden of somewhere in New Orleans uh, asked me to come and somebody from California asked me to come and I live in New York. So I, I went to New York and, and I went to Rikers Island and we, we started setting up the contract there so we could go in inside and, and start training the inmates. Um, and we became the first program to go into solitary confinement and start training inmates in there to work on, getting them certified, uh, helping them with exercise science, and then creating uh, a direct pipeline. So people that were in that system and had the opportunity to come out, um, because we were training people that were facing, I don't know, five years and 20 years. So we didn't know when they were coming out. Um, Mm -hmm. But we we fired uh, two people for NEP that came out and started getting involved with us. And and the rest of the people, a lot of them are still incarcerated, unfortunately. But we we got the opportunity to really create like a direct pipeline, you know, and, and give an opportunity for people that's coming out, you know, to get in the um, personal training and group fitness instructing business. That's incredible. 
So I want to, I want to jump in to your big goals for the future. Uh, Cause I know we started to tease them. Um, but I, I think there's so many things that Khan body can do. So I would love to know what is a big goal that you've set for the future and how do you plan to get there? Uh, right now, uh, my initial goal and in trying to get, you know, what I needed to get is, uh, raise $2.5 million to hire a COO and, uh, help take me, you know, to the next level. Nice. Um, so with $2.5 million, you'll be able to grow con body, anything else you want to do with growth? Uh, so definitely work on online and hopefully you guys can help me with that mm-hmm. addition. Uh, just open up more locations, partner up with more prisons, uh, give people an opportunity to readapt back to society. Today we have a zero recidivism rate. So no nonprofit, no for-profit organization can say that, you know, people that they hire uh, have not gone back into the prison system. And, and we are fortunate enough to say that our system is working, you know, and we want to replicate this uh, across the world. We, we do have an opportunity right now that we're going to open up in, in London, May 1st. So it's coming around the corner pretty quickly. And, uh, and we're working on that. Congratulations on London. That's incredible. Um, and you have you have a loyal customer base too. Can you talk to me about who your customers are and how they've changed and how you think they'll change when you achieve this big goal? Uh, our whole goal, I guess, is to re-change perspectives on, on people, the audience that, that usually typically comes to our classes are people that have never met anybody that are incarcerated, that are intrigued, that want to give back and want to help. Um, and, and so getting this uh, curiosity and people that just want to come in and just like work out and like, you know, feel cool that they're probably working out with somebody that's been incarcerated, but come in and rechange and see a different light and, and, and view people that's been in the system uh, differently. Cause for years, while media display people that's been inside the system as like locked up caged animals, killers, and all this other negative stuff. And, and the reality is that there are not very much murderers inside the prison as a very small, I know less than 1% of people that are inside the system are, you know, people that committed murder and, and, and the people that probably committed murder have been, probably mistakes that happen in, you know, in their lives, like people driving while they're intoxicated and somebody passes away and things of that nature. So uh, we just want to tell these individual stories, you know, tell uh, these people that, that they are just seeking a second opportunity and, and just have fun. And we just, that, that they could re see and hang out with this person Usually what happens, and it's usually happening in the studio, is when people come in, they want to help and they want to get involved and they want to get, you know, just create a community and a friendship with people that's been inside the system and and share their experience with their friends. Man, that's really incredible for a lot of reasons. Um, Just because you're you're changing perspectives in a country where we have a really high incarceration rate um, and you're also changing lives for people who maybe wouldn't have probably wouldn't have gotten a job. So I guess I wonder, um, 
how many people do you anticipate that you'll be able to employ in the next couple of years? Uh, I am looking at a couple hundred people uh, and that's it. That's the goal. That's the goal. And if we work on this like online web-based platform, my whole goal is to basically like choose your favorite formerly incarcerated individual at a subscription model and watch these people's content and creativity just using their body weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm most intrigued, Koss, by your choice to like own the word con. What I love about what you've built uh, is that you have leaned into it. Uh, you know, you're you're not hiding anything from anyone and you're doing it for a reason. It's to expose people to a population that they maybe wouldn't have met and really humanize people for other people. Was it easy for you to use the word con in your brand or did it take a nudge? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, originally when I started the company, I, I was looking at like ConFit um, and like CrossFit type of deal, but that that was already taken. And and so I was I was exploring that con word in the beginning, but I, I started off with Cost Athletics. So I started Cost mm-hmm. Athletics tagline prison style boot camp. And I was a little bit nervous on going like full forward with you know, talking about all the prison stuff. But every time I started a class and it was people that were just new and thought that they were just coming into like a regular fitness boot camp class, um, I would I would just share like, you know, my name is Klaus Marte. Welcome. Uh, This is the prison style boot camp derived from my prison experience where I lost 70 pounds in six months. And I would lead the class like that. And and I remember seeing I've had people walk away from the class um, because of that. Wow. And and I've had people tell me, uh, I remember going up to a lady and, and saying like, oh, don't worry, you're, you're going to be safe. And I went to give her a high five and she like, she was like, don't touch me. Uh, I don't want to be involved with this. And like grabbed her bags and left. Um, and she did that like in front of the whole class, which was uh, embarrassing. And so for me, when we changed the name Combody, it was it was a sense of relief, mm-hmm. and and I and I got a lot of negative feedback from people in the prison reform field because you know they really wanted to change or the convict and the negative stigmatization of of somebody who's been incarcerated, uh, and so the the correct term they've always used and I still use it is formerly incarcerated individuals or returning citizens. Uh, but for me, it, it just felt like freedom, you know, in a sense of just like owning the fact that this is what it is. Uh, if you don't like it, you know, don't come and, and just being full on, like transparent with people. I'm so sorry that you had to go through those early, like for lack of a better word, embarrassing or um, bad moment, but I'm I'm happy to hear that using Conbody as a name and a brand has has freed you up to sort of work on the great stuff that you're doing. And Cost, we're bumping up against time. I want to talk to you forever, but I have to know: uh, is there is there anything else that you want listeners at home to know, or or just anything about you that we haven't talked about? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think my story is pretty, pretty uh, out there, and 
um, if people want to just get involved and you could search combody.com and, and sign up and, and come take a class or, you know, join our, our video platform and just make things happen. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate the opportunity just to you know, share my experience and my story here. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I know you have places like Vanity Fair reaching out to you too. So it's, it's great to just get to chat with you one-on-one. Uh, and for listeners at home, if you want to help, if you want to work out at Con Body, check them out when you're in New York or online, um, or just shoot them a DM and let them know that you want to help in some way. Cause it has been an absolute delight. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. And we will be on Sweat Life. So check it out. Woo-hoo! I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have the best day, Cos. You too. Girl, sit up, be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production. And it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a chance to leave us a rating or a review while you're there, we would really appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mano for our theme music. To our guest this week, Cos Marte. To Tech Nexus for the recording studio, thanks to Ryan Deffert for editing, and of course, an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.